With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. So you've decided to download the Shutdown Fullcast live show, and you're probably thinking, this is going to be different. The audio is going to be good because Ryan and Spencer and Jason are all in the same place, so there's no weird Wi-Fi thing to blame, and they did it at a theater with professionals, so there's not their own ineptitude to blame. And these are totally reasonable expectations, and I'm here to tell you that they are totally wrong. Because the shutdown full cast is cursed by a powerful audio haint, there is nothing that we can't fuck up. And if you don't believe me, I'm just going to give you five seconds of sample audio from the live show right here. Uh, not even just like a little sort of tug. We mean full-on moon exposed to the world, cheeks, uh, the whole ghastly thing. So yeah, that's what the whole thing sounds like. It, this one isn't even our fault, somehow, miraculously. I don't know what happened. I don't know why it's like this. It's extremely on brand, thank God. That's the only thing we have going for us at this point. But this is your warning. It's uh, an audio nightmare. It gets loud at points. You're going to hear one part where it sounds like the podcast uh, has been thrown into a washing machine on a couple occasions. That's our colleague Bud Elliott walking across the stage with a leaf blower, a thing we did ask him to do, so I guess that part is our fault. Other than that, yeah, man, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry we're like this. We can't change. Um, if you did come to the live show, thank you very much. It was really awesome to meet so many of you and have a really good time. I think other than the fact that the audio is just horrid, um, this was way, way better than we 
had any rightful expectation of it being. And that's largely thanks to those of you that uh, showed up and showed out and drank appropriate to borderline inappropriate amounts, but we love you for it. Oh, one more thing just for context here since you can't see it. Um, Spencer, Jason, and I were all on stage together. Holly was present, but nobody knew where she was. We do want to know that that's not actually what the show sounded like in person. It was completely listenable and hopefully enjoyable. I know, weird, right? <laughs> Say welcome everybody. Welcome to our Notre Dame fans. Do we have a Notre Dame fan in here? No. No? That guy who said no is the Notre Dame fan. He's a cop. If he offers to sell you weed, don't buy it. And I went to Florida, so I know what I'm talking about. I mean, you can, you can buy it. It's just clovers. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the cops at Florida that sell you weed are just selling you weed. <laughs> the free market makes no mistakes, Ryan. If it's in the evidence room, it's evidence that capitalism works, and I should take it to the streets. Go Gators. Now it's time for a uh, special ceremony. Mr. Kershaw, the, the floor is yours. Thank you. <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the University of Pittsburgh Panthers. One program, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice, and an ice cold glass of Iron City light beer for all Indians. And I pledge allegiance that the University of Pittsburgh Panthers will always be in the college football playoff. Whether they are four and eight, five and seven, or under freaking feeded with an ice cold smudge iron's ketchup. Right across their chest. Thank you for coming downtown. And that. Enjoy the show. Put it in. Put it in. Put it in. Put it in. All right, keep doing this stupid podcast. Boy, I'd, I'd like to thank uh, the two Pitt fans for doing what Pitt has never done by showing up to the right place at the right time. <laughs> Buddy, that's no way to talk about Birmingham. <laughs> They spend money to come to this show. They're not at the right place at the right time. <laughs> that's, that's correct. This um, is the day one set of podcasts. Nobody knows why it's still around. <laughs> um, I think we'd like to welcome you all to our fair city. If you are not uh, Atlanta residents, in other words, if you, uh, I don't know, if you live in Marietta and you're like, yo, I live in Atlanta. Just an entire like constellation of people. They're all in that scene in Office Space where they're, you know, they're like banging ghetto boys, and they roll the window up, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm from ATL. I'm actually from Marietta. So, real quick, I know Chili did a bit of this, but we want to do a little bit more roll call. All right? Yeah. Where are my Georgia Bulldogs at tonight? Did y'all miss tea time for this? <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming out. Uh, 
Willow Jackets, where you at? This is where I'm. Uh, this is where I'm a sleeper cell for Georgia Tech because I have a, a ma- I have like a master's degree. So you guys did that, and like you know, something in me just like woke up. Like. Was anybody at Georgia State Stadium last night? That's a, it, it was the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Deep South's oldest rivalry. Deep Georgia State. I'm sorry. Gentlemen, yeah, can we please refer? We're just calling everything the Deep South's oldest rivalry. It'll be like Barcelona versus Real Madrid. The Deep South's <laughs> oldest rivalry. Sorry, I, uh, please refer to this rivalry by its Christian name, the Hope Scholarship Hollership. <laughs> Unlike the SEC East, at least we got hope. God damn you, Jason. Sorry. Wherever you are. I wore owl shoes. She's right behind me, isn't she? Uh, so uh, I, we planned on, obviously, I, Harry and I, we made a Popeye's bet as uh, the world's foremost fans of the uh, Commuter Cup, the Battle, the Battle of Cumberland Mall. Uh, pause, pause. I think it's pause versus claws. Is that... Talons. 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 Okay, yeah. um, I, think I was going to cash out him. Meows, owl, owls meowing hassle. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. The boy- <laughs> I'm going to ice my shoulder. I'll be back in a little bit. I was planning on, I owed Harry Popeye's bet. You know, that's our form of currency around here. Um, they'll sponsor us someday, I'm sure. Uh, I was, I was going to cash out Harry, make good on that live on stage, but I, uh, I forgot how to do it. So I'll do it later. I'll do it later, Harry. I'll do it later. Godfrey knows I always pay up my bets, right? Actually, Godfrey owes me, so. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, KSU Owls, where are you at? Yeah. <laughs> Georgia Southern. Let the record show dead center on the 50-yard line. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you what. That man, that man's been to jail for having a good time. <laughs> That's the virtue of a Statesboro education. I mean, in Statesboro, so has Quavo. Yeah. So, right? <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah. That's that's the, that's what happens when you go to Statesboro. You do two things. All right, actually three things. There's just like uh, like that's a triple option. Well. Yeah, it's a triple option. <laughs> right. One third of your diet is gnats. Easily, they're high in protein though, so they're big strapping boys. Uh, you uh, you get arrested for having a good time. Okay. Like, why were you driving a boat on someone's lawn, which is grass and not water? You know. Cause I feel good. Uh, yeah. And the third thing is we get to joke at you about arresting rappers you shouldn't arrest. That's, that's Statesboro. So, if you move for a school that is out of the state of Georgia, here's what I want. On the count of three, I want your school cheer all at once. Whether it's Roll Tide, Go Vols, Fight On, Hook em, whatever it is, all at once, all right? We're going somewhere with this, all right? One, two, three. Fans don't need a cheer. 
Oxford fans, where are you at? Beat Iowa. The shirt says beat Iowa. What does that even mean? It's in the past tense. It's a historically accurate church. So your shirt should say have beaten Iowa. <laughs> Done did beat Iowa. So the reason we say that is you're in the great city of Atlanta, Georgia tonight. The melting pot of the melting pot. Spencer, talk to him. Oh, yeah, no, we got it all here in Atlanta, okay? We've got... Uh, Every kind of racist you can imagine. Exactly, all of them. Just, yeah. That's the voice of God, so... Uh, we also have uh, pretty much every kind of restaurant that you could possibly want. We have Zaxby's. We have Popeye's. Uh, we have churches. Shut up, shut up. It's just, you should all be ashamed of yourselves. In this house, we, ch- we eat churches. Yeah, yeah, and, and Crispy Crunchy, which is my favorite, because uh, if you're drunk at the gas station, the entire franchise is predicated on the assumption that drunk people will be going into gas stations and go, oh yeah, fried chicken, hell yeah. It's in a gas station, but I need to learn to trust. <laughs> And we have the most important things for college football, all right? We are, of course, the only thing for uh, miles around. That helps. Everybody's got to come here to get a job, right? You're not going to go to Nashville. (laughs) Come on. I mean, you're not going to go to Charlotte. You're not wallpaper. You're wallpaper with an MBA. That's right. (laughs) How would you describe your personality? I live in Charlotte. All right, bye. You're not gonna, and you're not gonna move to Florida. I mean, please. Yeah, we both lived in like the Tampa Bay area. Yeah, you're not going there. All right, you don't vape enough. You got to be serious about that vape life. Because I don't know if you saw, by the way, but the University of South Florida made a bull. All right, that's their mascot. That's fair. That's fine. It's got red glowing eyes. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. If you watch the video that, like, I post, yeah, it's a vaping bull. They're like, ooh, it sends smoke out of its nostrils. You're like, no. <laughs> That's the world's biggest vape pen, and I don't know where you want to put your mouth. Like, what end of it? Yeah. It seems like poor design. That's better than the old mascot, which was a bull faking a back injury to get pain medicine. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk about my dad like that. <laughs> He's been through some things. Uh, but we also have the most important thing uh, for college football, being in the middle of everything, uh, of course, being underserved by pro sports for the better part of a century. And that includes having team a team now, because there is an NFL team here. <laughs> and again, like Charlotte, you're not going there. <laughs> you're, not, you're not doing that. Like, it's nobody... called soccer. Yes. <laughs> this, is a so- this is a college football and soccer town, and then there's this really ineffective group therapy session called the Atlanta Falcons that happens here. <laughs> Did you know that the Falcons, I, I believe, by the way, our, uh, our boss, Elena Bergeron, is here and made a charitable donation in the form of how much? $283 to a charity. To, does that number mean anything? I'm not aware that that number means anything. Yeah. Oh, and we also have ample parking. Most important thing about, about Atlanta, we have ample parking. 
And you know, the college football playoff, college football Hall of Fame, national title game, so on and so forth. HBCU national championship every year. Uh, if you are from an SEC, ACC, Big Ten school, your biggest out-of-state alumni base is probably right here. So this is College Football Town America. We, we would have picked nowhere else to, to start off, hopefully, a, a series of live shows if they don't fire us after this. <laughs> you never know. But uh, hey, we're excited to be here, man. Yeah. Also, uh, thank you for coming out to the Rich Theater here. Um, I'm just going to call it the Rich Theater because, you know, only rich folks in my mentions, and you're here. <laughs> so thank you all for that. Um, it is, I know this is probably the best tribute to what the full cast is, that you are going to this extremely stupid podcast in the middle of the Arts Center. <laughs> and I think that might be hard to explain to the lay person, right? Because, like, um, here's, here's sports, like college sports, right? Like, woo, beer, inequality. Um, <laughs> you know, like, festive bullshit and animals. Uh, Some people will enjoy the inequality without beer, though. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's true. It's, it's an advantage, right? Um, and then over here is art. And like the two really don't meet very often, so I, I thought we would probably explain why we're in an art museum and what is going on here. But we needed somebody who's a way, I don't know, someone with more gravitas. Way more gravitas. Not my voice, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, let's get our special friend Wright Thompson. Yeah, Wright Thompson of ESPN is uh, in the building. I'm warning you. I'm warning you. Just get out of the fucking way. This is Rod Thompson. Welcome tonight to the Woodruff Art Center. Across the courtyard is the High Museum of Art, where there's still time to catch an exhibit on American icon Winnie the Pooh Bear. And his best friend, Piglet. Right, take your hat off inside, you fucking ingrate. <laughs> Thank you, right. There you go. You take that baby fedora back to Statesboro and burn it. Because, yeah, no. Yeah, take it back to Athens and burn it. Just burn it, okay? Um, we're going to do something kind of wild for the full cast. We're going to talk about college football. All right. Okay, cool. Let's audible and do 90 minutes of kitchen disasters. Sure. <laughs> you idiots, the number one rule of the full cast is we never give you what you want. We're doing college football. Hang on, hang on. Do we have any kitchen disasters? Don't, don't go down this road. Come on. No. Come no. on. Can we make it to 8 o'clock without going way off track? No. Why did I ask? All right. So I thought we would start by, to me, the great thing about college football is it is so old, and every team has had such a crazy arc that every team has its moment where it has shown its ass the most. Yeah. And we're talking like not a, not a cheek peek. No. Okay. We're not talking about like a little quarter moon up, up you know, like exposed at the, like the, where the buttock meets the leg. No. Not that, right? 
not even just like a little sort of tug. We mean full-on moon exposed to the world, cheeks, uh, the whole ghastly thing, all out there at one point in your team's history. Like El Asico. Yeah, El Asico, yeah. Um, in the case of Florida, we've been porky pigging it for a good bit here. Yeah, you know when you go to Bur- you know when you go to Burning Man and like you know they're, they're like you could shirt cock it. You're like what's shirt cocking? You're like yeah, there's all these like tech bros out there with just a shirt and no pants on. That's Florida. I look We're like, just disrupting. I look like a medieval knight. It's cool. <laughs> also, I have a sword. So we're going to go through uh, the top 10 teams all time by win percentage, and we're taking out all the NCAA bullshit where they take your wins away. Because we're all tied! Uh, and we're going to go through, in our opinion, your team's most ass show and moments on the field, because, oh my God, we can't do the off the field part. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, we're going to start with Nebraska. The year... <laughs> Are you a Nebraska fan? Yeah. You know what I just said we're going to talk about, right? <laughs> Some people like attention. Right. Is, is Scott Frost so exciting that Nebraska... You're, woo! <laughs> State of Nebraska's on hey, fire. Real, woo! Real quick, real quick. Oh, my God. Before he... What if he loses oh, to Akron? Oh. I know. <laughs> Texas A&M shit. Some, some holidays are bad. Guy Fox Day isn't like, yeah, he won. <laughs> it's fine. Real quick, real quick. Uh, Harry and Morgan are keeping score tonight. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out which school wins. You might have a question. What's the scoring system? Yep. The answers are, the yep. answers are in their heads. Okay. So um, the score, the scoring is entirely up to y'all. Um, but I think Nebraska and Georgia Southern are doing pretty well tonight. Uh, do we have do we have an update of any sort? Uh, Kansas State is actually currently winning. <laughs> well, that'll hold. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but seriously, it's Scott Frost Day tomorrow yeah. in Nebraska. Yeah, <laughs> I think we'll name our second kid Tim. <laughs> We've been on one date. Get get ready to drink it. Jonesboro also had great attendance records. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to start Nebraska. The year is 2012. It's the Big Ten Championship. Nebraska is somewhat new to the conference at this point, and if you go back in time, you remember... Nebraska leaves the Big 12. I think they're in the championship game the last year that they're there. Mm, I'm not aware of that game. Okay. They go to the Big 10. Now, this is when we're under the old leaders and legends, Dungeons and Dragons bullshit. All right? Orcs in this division. Yes. Clerics in this division. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, who's going to Dragon Con this weekend? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you, those are the people having more sex. I love all of you, but they are no, they are getting it in. Yeah. So Nebraska goes ten and two in the regular season. Very solid year. Four double-digit comebacks in the second half. Their opponent, first in the other division. I did not bother to look up what it was called at this point. 
Ohio State. It's 2012. What is Ohio State doing in 2012, Spencer? No, they're not. They're not. They are self-flagellating. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, they decided to uh, they decided to go ahead, right, and punish themselves. They, that was 2011. I'm sorry. Okay, 2011 yeah. is the self-flagellation where they decide we will bravely not take a bull ban and instead play in the tax slayer bowl. The tax slayer bowl. That's yeah. right. Where they lost. So now. Wait, no, no. Who did they lose to? Will Muschamp. Will Muschamp. I have also lost to Will Muschamp, so I get We've it. We've all lost it, yeah. Um, Ohio State is ruled bowl ineligible. That means they can't play in the conference championship. Let's slide it down to number two, Penn State. Yeah. Also, Moving on. Also bowl ineligible. That means Nebraska is facing the third place team from the other division. That's Wisconsin, who at this point is seven and five. <laughs> It's a solid five. Wisconsin. <laughs> that was planned. That Can was you grab me one too? Yeah, yeah. That was a spot-on impression of Nebraska's defense. <laughs> Because Wisconsin won this game 70 to 31 and averaged 10.8 yards per rush, becoming the first five loss team to go to the Rose Bowl. <laughs> all right, all right, let's talk about Florida State next. Woo! What do you, which Florida State game do you think I'm going to pick as the most ass showing? Oh, there's a menu. Thank you, Lawn Charizard Bud Elliott. <laughs> Give it up for Bud Elliott. Yeah. Uh, Bud majored in small appliances. Morgan, Florida what State. embarrassing, what Florida State embarrassment do you think I'm going to talk about? It's so cold. Uh, it is cold. That's refreshing. Wake Forest is the game you think I'm going to talk about. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about a different Wake Forest game. 2006 <laughs> is the game they lose at home, shut out for the first time at home. Mm -hmm. But Wake was the number 19 team in the nation. They were 8-1 and one coming into that game. FSU was 5-4. and four. Wake wound up winning the ACC, a thing Miami still has not done. <laughs> Let's jump to 2007. Revenge on the road. Wrong. <laughs> Wake wins nine games, and uh, technically FSU wins this game. No. This game is overturned. So, I'm sorry. Technically, uh, FSU loses this game, but that was going to happen no matter what because this is the season they have to forfeit all of their wins and lose to Kentucky in a bowl game. <laughs> With how many players suited up for that ball game? Like three. Yeah. Yeah. They were playing a robust zone defense of three men. <laughs> Which, for any Kentucky fan, not having enough defenders on the field is kind of a tradition, so... I didn't do that! 
I mean, that, ma- did that. that many players not suiting up for Florida State, that's a lot of unused game equipment. I mean, I'm talking about that's a lot of free shoes. <laughs> Sometimes you scare me. So we're going to go to 2008. Florida State has now locked to, lost to Wake Forest twice in a row. They are mm-hmm. back at home. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in Doe Campbell Stadium, twice in a row. You scored Forest. three points at home. And you lost 12 to 3 to Wake Forest to complete this, the saddest trilogy. That's it. Including the prequels? They do have an outstanding film program at Florida State. Yeah. Mom? Yeah. Yes. Guys, it's ad read time. Oh, that's what that is. Okay. Can I do this? Cheese it is right. It's actually it's funny you should mention that, rude lady. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm polite. (laughs) This episode of the Shutdown Fullcast is brought to you by Jesus. The cheddar flavored communion wafer. Jesus, a Christian alternative to Cheez-Its. <laughs> Back to you, boys. Not like that whore chicken and a biscuit. <laughs> All right. Um, I think uh, I'm going to take Texas because uh, Texas is a massive, super successful football program, historically speaking. Um, and uh, but they've shown their ass. What about right? just massive? They're massive. Yeah, they have a lot of both. The huge ass of football teams. I, I, I think Texas shows so much ass that it's because of the chaps. Yeah. And also, too, remember in Texas, it just has to be large. They're like, is it good? They're like, no, it's huge, man. It's great. It, it's, it's awesome. Look I'm at never it. getting this goiter drained. <laughs> Roll damn goiter. <laughs> So um, I have to do Texas, but in order to properly do Texas, I think you have to get in the mode, and you have to do, I think, Texas's pro- most uh, prominent face over the past 20 years, and that would be Coach Mac Brown. So uh, a moment while I, because uh, like Mac Brown, I'm actually a Tennessee and who just fakes Texan. So. <laughs> All right, everybody. I'm here to explain a few things about Texas football. Um, also, well, kind of sounding like George W. Bush, but just go ahead and let that slide. He's a fine man and a longhorn. He's not actually a longhorn. Um, Texas has had some shameful moments uh, in history. Uh, most of them did not involve Mac Brown. 50 to 7 versus TCU in 2015. Not Mac Brown. You might think losing to Iowa State. No shame in that. Uh, in 2015 was bad. You know who was behind that? Not Mac Brown. 38 to 3 against Notre Dame. Another fine football team. But you shouldn't lose 38 to 3 to anyone. Um, you know what? You can call me a turkey because that's three not Mac Browns in a row. Just <laughs> bowling them. All right. 24-21 to Kansas in 2016. Can I can I ask the crowd how many wins does Kansas have under fine coach David Beatty? Three. How many did Texas, how many wins did Texas give them? One. Gave them 33% of his total wins in one night. They're pirates. 
Losing to a good BYU team in 2013 by a score of 41-20 in Provo? There's no shame in that. You did a great job to hold uh, Taysom Hill. He's a fine quarterback uh, to just 129 yards passing. You might ask what were his rushing yards. You can ask whatever you want, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Show yourselves, cowards. <laughs> Giving up 60 points to Oklahoma. Everybody does that. But the worst loss in the history of Texas football by far, well, that would come in 1997 when we gave up 66 points. I say we, what, Mac Brown? <laughs> they, 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 they. They gave up 66 points to UCLA. And how many turnovers did they commit? Did they commit five? No, no, no. Listener, did they commit six? No, 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 they did not. I want everyone in Texas to applaud because they gave up a Texas-sized eight turnovers. A good team, a good team might just give up five, but no, a Texas team fights hard and pushes through and gives up a whopping ocho because we're bilingual. <laughs> in Texas, a six-pack has eight bears in it. That's more, and more is better. My favorite part of this game, if I had to discuss it, a couple of notes. In addition to eight turnovers, uh, a quote from Bob Toledo, we came out for the second half and they were just gone. <laughs> just, just gone. University of Texas Langoliers. Just gone. That's a fantastic story by a good friend, Stephen King, also a Longhorn. <laughs> He's not. But my favorite detail is that down 45-0 with the team giving up completely and James Brown trying to come back on the field with a concussion. We did have a quarterback named James Brown and Georgia never did. Georgia sucks so bad for so many reasons. Never had one named James Brown because you didn't let him into the university. No. Ah, boy, that was refreshing. <laughs> but my favorite note, my favorite note on this is this, that down 45-0 and in the red zone with fourth and three, what did they decide to do? They kicked a field goal! And the comeback began! No, no. They still lost 66-3, and I think the most important thing to remember, the most important thing to remember in all this is, um, is that it was not Mac Brown. Thank you. <laughs> That's a real seven and five eight Stetson right there. So don't that go put on. that on a water main. Uh, so so Max got to leave. He's got to catch a flight. <laughs> y'all can y'all can keep the podcast going without me. It'll be fine. Um, USC. Do we have any USC fans? And I mean Southern California. We're not going to do no. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's like Uber for beer. That's that was, fantastic. What if you made Uber for drugs? I bet no one's ever thought of that. I was, I was so Where sure that was his at? parole officer. <laughs> his middle name is Earl. All right. Let's do USC. Um, we all get it together. <laughs> we're, we're working on it. Brian, Floyd, Brian Floyd is here. The anchor, I think the heart of the forecast, the soul of the forecast, our wisdom, our conscience, Brian Floyd. I bring that up because we're going to talk about 2013, 
when USC lost at home to Wazoo. <laughs> now losing to Wazoo is a feisty team. They beat teams they're not supposed to <laughs> be. I would you say feisty like they're cholera? <laughs> comes out of nowhere. If I told you there was a cholera outbreak in Washington State, remote parts, mm-hmm. you'd be like, yeah, cool. It would be like, oh, we got to quarantine it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> hey, what's the most important part of treating cholera? You got to stay hydrated. Well, Pullman will be fine. <laughs> All right, so in 2013, these are the point totals Wazoo allowed in their other Pac-12 games. I'm going to run them off quickly. 55, 22, 52, 62, 55, 17, 37, 27. How many points did USC score in this game? Seven. Those of you who said 17 have named the total number of points scored in this game. A 10 to seven loss. And I maintain that USC fired Lane Kiffin on that tarmac so that you would forget this game happened. (laughs) Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I also have to do a quick um, Coach O poetry session for this. You're going to see how much this hurts him. I once had a boss man named Lane whose leadership proved quite a pain. So he fired his dad, but his team was still bad. Now he has a new syphilis strain. (laughs) My parents don't call. And then about 25 snakes came out. (laughs) Does that mean Lane Kiffin's penis is that place where they kept the Ark of the Covenant? Ryan. (laughs) You know when a sentence just turns left at the first syllable? Ryan, we bought you a crate for this show specifically so we could instruct you to get back, back in the box. Now I'm not allowed to talk right. about Lane Chivin's penis. Boss, okay. get, get in, in the box. it. Get in your crate. Boss, you can't talk about Lane Chivin's dick. <laughs> your mission was not to exfiltrate Lane Chivin's dick. Wait, what if I catch this in a, like, uh... 3,000 word journalistic entry about how Lane Kiffin's penis is choosing to live life a different way. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I think I'm think i sorry. Gonna... It's time for another ad read. Uh, hey. I'm not sorry at all. I don't actually know what that feeling is. <laughs> Tonight's episode of the Shutdown Fullcast is brought to you by Hoover Tactical Mattresses. A true classic never goes out of style, and neither does our Jade Helm Eternal California King model. (laughs) It unzips end-to-end that can fit years' worth of currency, firearms, and astronaut ice cream right inside. Hoover Tactical Mattresses, bring your ground game. (laughs) Two two things. One, I'm interested. Uh, Two, we don't actually know what's coming when those happen. No. We don't. We knew about the first one. We didn't know about that one. We still liked it, though. I'm, I'm None shall know the hour, fuckos. 
I like that we were trying to cut down the profanity and like we're on like like twelve fucks. Like, what are we talking like about? Wait, we're well, what? Good. Yeah. I mean. Well, wait, no, we're well, what? <laughs> nothing, fuck, mom. Fuck it. I don't, yeah. Um. <clears throat> I'm tell me nothing. Boomer sooner. Where you at? I'll be goddamned! Holy shit! <laughs> They're all headed west of California. <laughs> We're clear! Harry, uh, Harry Morgan, can you mark that Oklahoma is losing tonight? <laughs> I, mean, they, I mean, they are playing in SEC country, so... <laughs> I like that we have to. Do, I like that we're taking the, like the straw man of this. Like you know, at last we can talk shit about those triumphant, yeah. powerful <laughs> overlords in Oklahoma. Oh please, not Oklahoma. Anything but Oklahoma. They got a musical. <laughs> this was for a Nebraska guy. So, <clears throat> OU 2004. All right, you got 11 upcoming draft picks on the roster. You got four future head coaches just at the coordinator positions, and yes, I'm counting Brent Venables as a future head coach. Sorry, Clemson fans, but you're gonna have to let go of that guy at some point. Uh, I mean, that's, that's why they have the get back coach, right? They gotta yeah. <laughs> literally pull Adam Smoke. Yeah, Adam Smoke was just pulling it back. Stay, just stuffing another million dollars in his khakis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm listening. Dabo's like, this guy makes $7 million. That's more than me. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. Pay him whatever he needs. It's fine. I mean, you got, you got, you got Brent Venables and Bo Pelini. Are your defensive coordinators? That's amazing. You have dominated the Big 12. You are one of quite a few undefeated teams. USC, number one. A couple other teams. Mm, I, I think I heard one. <laughs> Any Utah fans here? <laughs> we can finally talk shit about Utah! <laughs> Thank God. Rip the BYU tattoo on my chest. <laughs> if Utah's not here, we must be a mid-major show because Utah is a Power 5 program. Power 5 program. <laughs> They're in the P5. The P5. You might not heard about it. We're in the Power 5. Power 5. BYU's not. <clears throat> Oklahoma, number two, BCS title game. Highly coveted spot, a lot of deserving teams, probably the most we ever had in the BCS era. And they got the shit kicked out of them by USC. In a game that didn't even count. <laughs> got the shit kicked out of you for no reason. That's amazing. But the result of that pummeling was Auburn fans saying, I'm pretty sure we could have come within, say, 40 points, right? <laughs> SEC, the SEC brand began basically that night, right? Two years. <laughs> we invented that. <laughs> I like that that's barely a complete sentence. <laughs> then what? <laughs> Most of the answers are bad. Being a good father? Yeah. <laughs> Working on your marriage? Hell yeah. <laughs> Holding down a job? Mm-hmm. Counterpoint, it just means more. It just means more. Hey, buddy. It just means more. <laughs> Maybe think about that. 
This is the Blondo has electrolytes discussion <laughs> of football. You can Let's just come back to more. <laughs> so, uh, for the next two years, you know, the SEC uh, it, it just keeps building the strength of schedule brand, which um, the Florida Gators take full advantage of in 2006. <laughs> the night the SEC chant is born, check the footage, and it's never stopped ever since. For all that, we have to blame the Oklahoma Sooners for completely wasting a spot in the BCS title game, showing every bit of their ass. And then they played the fight song anyway. <laughs> yeah, th thanks, Oklahoma. By the way, the, I have to say this about Auburn fans, that when they do show up, when you eventually do show up for a national title game, uh, they really do, like, like, they were making up for it, right? And they're like, we were snubbed. We're going to show up. We're going to go to the desert. We're going to watch Oregon somehow lose this game. <laughs> Oregon just fit the bit so hard in that game. But there was a guy behind me who had a Cam Newton jersey on. And I know Chili uh, discussed, uh, you know, grown men in jerseys. I'm, I'm now past that. I can't, I can't help you. <laughs> it's not my job to help you. It's like being on Everest and you see someone struggling and you're like, yeah, sucks to be you, kid. <laughs> Maybe go talk to old Green Boots over there. You're going to be great. Um, you know, I can't help you. You're just, we're, you're going to have, you're on your own walk with Jesus, right? And I'm a little further along than you. You're just going to have to catch up. <laughs> All right. So, um, but I did see a guy in a jersey and I was like, ah, a guy in a jersey. He's got a nice cam jersey. And Auburn was kind of struggling at this point. Auburn was kind of coming back in like the third quarter. And the guy behind me goes, hey man, it's time. It's time! And he starts like shaking his head and doing like some pro wrestling shit, right? Like getting himself hyped. And I was like, what on? That sounds a little Pentecostal for Alabama. <laughs> there, there was a spirit, and it was of the Lord through his vehicle Cadillac Williams because the dude, and I shit you not, all right, behind me, pulls off the jersey, and he has underneath another jersey, which is the Cadillac Williams jersey. <laughs> like carrying 2004 forward, right? Like. Fulfilled son, now is time. And then Auburn went on to win, and I. Yeah. Michael Dyer was down. Michael Dyer was down. Uh, also unveiling a Cadillac, Auburn's best recruiting maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> like they say, it's an ongoing investigation. <laughs> Mississippi State fans, you heard that? Get him! Yeah. That, that was the team from the Deep South making a comeback, which historically, not exactly. Uh, Listen, uh, you know, if you have credible allegations, please email them to compliance at oldness.edu. Please do not slander the young man. Please don't. Um, I think next we have an uh, in-depth investigation of Ohio State. Up next is Ohio State. Can I, can I overrule? I know what we're going to do. I, w I would like to overrule it real quick. Yeah. Ohio State's ass shownest moment on the field has yet to happen. It will be week four of this season 
when Urban Meyer's on the sideline again. Great job, guys. Man, where, where did he coach? Where did he coach before he coached Ohio State? I'm like, is Bowling that? Green. Bowling Green. Yeah, that's Utah. Utah. Again, this is all Utah's bastards in Utah. My favorite thing is Ohio State fans coming at us on Twitter about like, well, you know, what, Florida. Yeah, we do know it, Florida. Yeah. Where has Florida ever been like the paragon of virtue? <laughs> we have an alligator wearing a polo shirt. You think it's a costume, but we're drunk and we think that's Santa. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> like one of our He's best. Free now, but yeah. Jesus. Can we get an ad read? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like one of our best academic majors is literally like forensic anthropology because. In the 80s, I'm not making this up, the University of Florida had so many dead bodies that they had more reps studying. It's like practice in football. They're like, well, we got all these bodies. Yeah, we might as well use them, guys. Let's, let's turn these corpses into gold. Let's go. That's true. That's the worst part. I don't have to make anything. <laughs> that sounds like one of those mobile games where you got to just keep <laughs> clicking. <laughs> Convert the bodies. Yeah, medieval cemetery manager starring the University of Florida. <laughs> that is a major at the University of Florida, by the way, and a fine one. Um, so the Ohio State? Um, yeah, um, I'd be happy to be done talking about Ohio yep. State. <clears throat> Up next, I got a surprise. Any, any guesses on whose neck we're going down? This is... Number four all time on the wins list. Not yet. Who said the balls? Who said the balls? Congratulations on waking up from your very long coma. I can't wait to show you an iPod. Like, somewhere there's a looper in, like, an orange and white t-shirt. He shows up, they're like, Derek Dooley's not going to work out. Leave. Kill yourself now. Spare me this. Uh, hey, fellas, this is Sam, man. Woo! Calling in from Hartford, Connecticut. I don't know if there's a Hartford in Connecticut. I just know there's a town called Hartford somewhere. You might see me up on stage. It's a hologram. I was, I was booted out of the Bellagio, and this is the only way I can play some weight. Why does the Sandman always sound like he's about to vomit? Because <laughs> I'm about to upchuck winners all over the floor. I feel an army cover coming tonight against Duke. There's a team I have lost millions and millions of chips on. How many dollars is a chip worth? Call my 1974 <laughs> line to find out. It's 17.22 a minute. So we're here tonight to talk about NCAA football. That's not my normal beat. I'm a pro football guy. Yeah. You guys are experts on that. What's it? When, when is the, the NCAA football season? I gather it starts in December, right? That's right. Yes. So, yeah. I'm watching the years about 2006 or so. I see the Boise State Broncos. 
playing against Oklahoma Sooners. Alright, Oklahoma, that's a friggin', are you friggin', that's a friggin', Oklahoma friggin' Homer? Are you friggin', Barry Switzer coaching? That's a Super Bowl coach, okay? I'm banging the fucking, give me everything on Oklahoma friggin' Homer. Boise, I've never heard of that town. Are you friggin' kidding? Boise fucking state. Beats the fucking Sooners. Where the fucking pro wrestling move? <laughs> this motherfucker hands the ball off while it was fucking. I was. I was booted out of a Denny's that night. <laughs> Ever since then, I have doubled down, which is not. I do not recommend. It's not one of the Sanders rules. I double down every night ever since again whenever I see fucking Boise State. I'm the whole bankroll is going against the Broncos. And every fucking time, lose the whole fucking thing. Because all these guys do is upset teams with coaches I've heard of. I don't pay attention to the NCAA football, so there's like four coaches I've heard of. All right? Mark Ritt. Lost to Boise fucking state. That so happened. That happened. (laughs) But at least y'all got dressed up for it. (laughs) Y'all remember that shit? Y'all remember that shit? I'm I'm gonna wear my special outfit. Y'all remember that shit? It's going to be a lovely day. Hey, hey, let's look like we just took a fucking axe to the forehead. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'd like to thank all y'all who left your polo shirts untucked tonight. You fooled every one of us. <laughs> hey, do we have a second for a score of interest? Oh, yeah, score of interest. Uh, that Sandman's certainly intrigued. I want to let our listeners in. Our original plan for this was just to update y'all on the Army-Duke game and nothing else throughout the night. Um, Duke is way, way up on Army in the second quarter, not respecting the troops at all, so we're not going to worry about that. Uh, But with 10.49 left in the second quarter, Michigan State has just scored to go up on Utah State 13-7. It's a classic Michigan State game. Playing right into their hands. Hang on, hang on a minute. Hang on a friggin'. Saint saw the trash compactor scene in Star Wars and was like, "That's where I want to live." <laughs> yes. Friggin' hang it on. It's everything I need. What is this, Water. fellas? Fellas, you fellas are NCAA football experts. What is this fucking preseason or something? Uh-huh. It's not December. How is there NCAA football happening at this point in the year? No one knows. Okay, I guess I'll check back in in December for the NFL draft picks to, to, to process. Anyway, fact Boise State. Uh, yeah, by the way, let me plug my tout number one last time. It's, it's a 1901 number. 1844 a minute. <laughs> Some guys have unders. Some guys have covers. They call me the chief of fucking detectives because I got undercovers. <laughs> Again, sometimes you scare me. 
Uh, I'm next. Uh, we're, we're rounding the horn here. Uh, I'm going to keep this short because uh, there's one team and then there's one answer. Okay? I'm going to give you a little bit of a story behind this. Um, I had the bright idea when I was a freelance journalist. I thought, I'm going to go cover this game. I'm going to go because I think, I don't know, it's just interesting. And I got access. And one of the schools was like, yeah, you can be on the sidelines, even though uh, you know nobody knows what the shit you are, Dr. Blockspot. And um, so. So they're like, Dr. Blockspot, you can come on, you get full access, you can come down, and then you know, you can go on a road trip with us. It'll be cool, you'll be in a big stadium, it'll be great. And I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then like, yeah, about two weeks before, I was like, I'm broke, I'm not gonna go. And like, I'm not just gonna, I'm not gonna front this. Which is funny, because the team that I wanna talk about showing all of its ass on the first game on the Big Ten Network in the year 2007 with the Michigan Wolverines! And the team that was going to let me sit there on the sidelines and watch this happen that I didn't go to because I was like, ah, it's too cheap, App State. <laughs> yep, App State. So that's it. That's the only answer. You're like, when did Michigan show its ass? App State. Biggest upset in history. Next. So 98% of Big Ten fans saw that game and were like, oh, the Big Ten Network. 2%, the kinky bet, they were like, Big Ten Network is for me. <laughs> Just pulling the belt around their neck going, oh yeah. <laughs> well, watching, watching like the Big Ten, the scrambled Big Ten Network, like, I got it. Oh, come on. You're not, you're not watching. Whatever you're not watching. I'm seeing, I got to sign up for this. You're not watching like Illinois Purdue at noon on the Big Ten Network and you don't have a belt around your neck. <laughs> Like, John, John Wayne Gacy saw that and was like, I'm skipping that shit. <laughs> All right. Next up. Who's number two on the all-time wins list? If you take out NCAA math roll tide. Notre Dame. Notre fucking Dame. What year do we think we're going to talk about? Somebody said 1850. <laughs> 1850, their 232nd year of football. <laughs> Took a loss to tetanus. Some, somebody else said 2012, which <laughs> uh, technically uh, Notre Dame was 0-1 in that year, so I don't know what there is to discuss. Check the record, but things disappeared. Things weren't actually there. I don't, like, things were said to be there and they weren't actually uh, Some things physically never real. Just, uh, yeah. There was a story about a thing that wasn't actually real. And it ended up going from, like, fake news to, like, actually, that's the whole no, Notre Dame season. Never, Catholics don't see the Holy Spirit either. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I believe in faith. <laughs> We, we love you and miss you. Also, that Notre Dame win over Pitt in triple overtime, definitely worthy of number one in the BCS. Yeah, because it was Pitt. Because it was the most Pitt. important college football team in the world. Notre Dame's only valid win that year. But I'm not here to talk about recent history, because Notre Dame, of course, has billions of years of history. We're talk here to talk about 1926. Okay? Right after Lewis and Clark. <laughs> Somebody said. He goes to Auburn. <laughs> trying to think of a Louisiana Purchase joke. 
Newt Rockney. All right, one of the most storied coaches in college football history, and I emphasize storied. Mm -hmm. Okay, story, legend. All right, fable is another word for it. Yeah, you know the movie Rudy. All right, so how how Rudy is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Rudy was offsides. It's fine. So what everyone just yelled, Rudy was offsides. The only thing anyone remembers from the movie, even that is fake. Rudy was not offsides. Check the tape. Rudy was a total fake and a con man, and this, the movie is a lie, and Notre Dame is a lie, but Rudy was onside, all right? Rudy did get a meaningless sack against Georgia Tech. Sorry, Georgia Tech. But literally the only thing true about the movie is that Rudy was onside. No, right? that's not true. Mm -mm. Okay, he got a quarter of a sack. Rudy didn't get into Notre Dame. But if that's the whole hook, just root for Florida State. Shit. <laughs> Also, Charles Dutton can wear the hell out of a pork pie hat. <laughs> Do you think he's clapping because the movie's almost over? <laughs> no but chance. When the audience starts clapping spontaneously tonight, you'll be like, touche. 1926, Notre Dame. The most legendary program in the country, playing lowly Carnegie Tech, the equivalent of a mid-major, all right? Carnegie Tech is pretty good for a lesser team. Good record, but they're, they're a team we, you know, today we'd consider similar to a, say, uh, UCF or an NIU. That's national champion, UCF to you. <laughs> a team unworthy of Notre Dame's best. And by that, I mean Newt Rockney didn't show up to the game. <coughs> Newt Rockney started his backups. We're going to beat the shit out of Carnegie Tech. And then we're going to move on to whatever the equivalent national title game is in 1926, which is probably like if you're, you know, your coach survives the season and doesn't, <laughs> doesn't have to go fight Spain in a war. <laughs> Which Newt did that. Our team had the fewest players hit by streetcars. <laughs> Huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> they're, just, they're just crediting sacks to street dogs that sneak onto the field, right? <laughs> Notre Dame lost. And missed out on the national title because of that. Notre Dame arrogant? Notre Dame arrogance costing Notre Dame? Unfathomable. That has never happened. That has never happened before or since. Surely the last time that ever happened. Yeah, Notre Dame is fine with it, though, because they lost to Carnegie Tech, so they're like, he's a billionaire and thus better than me. <laughs> the free market has spoken. He, he earned it. All right, let's wrap this one up. Yep, uh, very quickly, I'm just going to go ahead. Number one team all time in terms of wins. The finest, the largest, the biggest, the baddest. I didn't say smartest. Alabama. Alabama. Uh, yeah, you have shown uh, the biggest, most illustrious ass in the history of college football on multiple occasions. Um, I would remind you that in 2003, as unfathomable as it may seem, uh, Alabama lost to NIU. Yeah. Yeah, y'all. Yeah, Alabama, lo Alabama lost to a MAC team, all right? 1916. Yeah, we fucking love the MAC too. We do. The sitting podcast ain't played nobody. You don't have to say that. <laughs> We're fucking okay with the Mac too. Yeah. You fuck with the Mac. <laughs>
You sound like an angry IT specialist. <laughs> have you tried restarting your Akron? What do you mean you haven't updated your OS, bitch? Plug Buffalo, turn Buffalo off and back on. <laughs> uh, there was another shameful time. Uh, the year 2000 makes a few appearances uh, because in the year 2000, Southern Miss, Southern Miss to the top, y'all. We got any Southern Miss people here? Uh, Hattiesburg, yeah, Hattiesburg's finest managed to uh, beat Alabama 21-0. Which I think the part that would offend an Alabama fan would be like the, the, the like the, the 21. They'd be like, we let we allowed 21 points, not the zero, right? They'd be like. Offense is a socialist plot because you got to work together to get points. <laughs> First you give them a touchdown and then they get health care and then they come for your guns. <laughs> and that's why I don't drink the water in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> Southern Mississippi known Antifa hotbed. Yeah. <laughs> The, the, the F.A. being for Fanta, because like, they're strictly Orange Crush people. <laughs> Don't drink that Midwestern shit! What the fuck is that? It's purple! Uh, I would remind you of two things. I'm just going to put Alabama in a tie here, okay? Because the cumulative record versus one team is an absolute shame that I want Alabama to wear and just pile onto the list of shames. It's, it's, I know it's, it's a bulk, but you can carry it. You're big people. You're strong, okay? 0-3 um, all-time versus Rice. 0-3 all-time versus Rice University. Go Owls! Which is from Texas. And they thought one loss wasn't big enough for you, Alabama, so they gave you three more. That's more and that's better. Once you have a toddler who's 0-2 versus Rice, you go to a swallow specialist. And <laughs> <laughs> this child got to wear a special helmet. Jesus. Uh, uh, 0-3 versus Rice, that sounds like some shit they do at the Alabama dog track. It's like, by the way, uh, y'all know the secret at the uh, lower Alabama dog track, how you rig the game? You put a pee up the nostril of the dog, up the, both nostrils of the dog that you are uh, rigging to lose, so the dog can't, you know, the dog can't win. Why do you know that? How do you know that? <laughs> Have you fixed dog races? Is the Sandman I don't have the fucking hat right now. <laughs> But I'm still the same man. Okay. And, and, and yeah, Alabama did lose to the University of Louisiana Monroe. Yeah. Real, real ones say it, Monroe. Uh, I don't actually think they do. The, uh, then 2007, during Nick Saban's first year, which everyone's like, that was a growth year. <laughs> Not for Nick Saban, it wasn't. <laughs> Just, just it stopped it. at eight nine. It's like that not tall. <laughs> it's like that fl photo of LeBron and Dwayne Wade. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Do that while you're dunking behind me. Uh, but I will go ahead and I will say this, and I'm going to bring it full circle at the end here. The most shameful loss in the history of Alabama has, uh, I think, consequences for the present. Remember, last year there was something where um, national champion UCF, Rightful yeah. national champion UCF, undefeated, beat, beat the tar out of everyone they faced, right? Uh, including Auburn, uh, who ended up beating uh, Alabama. I don't know if you remember that, but Auburn did beat Alabama. I mean, I mean, yeah, fuck Auburn, but they beat your ass. <laughs> I mean, like, what is a more hallowed moment?
moment in Southern manhood than looking up with a broken like jaw and like half an eye being like, hey, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> I know this act, and it's fine. You can do it, but you still got your ass beat, right? Um, but, but the worst one ever was this. We're trying to decide between who actually has the national title, because Alabama had this like, weird claim because they beat Georgia that they were national champions or whatever, right? Like, which is just whatever. Um, so they ended up having this dispute, and I would say the tiebreaker is this. The tiebreaker is, well, let's go to the tape. What's the overall record for UCF versus Alabama? Uh, th that is correct. UCF is 1-0 and o versus Alabama. Because back, back in 2000, that didn't go real well for the tie, did it? No, that was a 40-38 to 38 loss. You know where that happened? At home! So that, that concludes our ass show, and we have displayed all of the ass oh, for you. Yes. Yes. I'm going to kick you two and Brian Floyd out of the seats. I need Stephen Goddard. Give it up for Brian Floyd. I need Stephen Godfrey and Bill Connolly and our appointed representatives from Georgia and Georgia Tech to come to the stage. I just needed to say, I was accused of taking impermissible benefits and keeping score. Those have been false, so I'm taking my seat back. No, he definitely cheated. An All right, let me, get, let me get George over here, and if I'm going to take the most SEC member of Podcast Ain't Play Nobody, that's got to be Mizzou alum Bill Connolly. Um, let me get Georgia Tech over here, and if I'm picking the nerdiest member, that's got to be Batman fanboy Stephen Godfrey. I do appreciate that uh, Bill Connolly is the most SEC member because it's week one, and he's playing a group of five team. How y'all doing, Atlanta? This is the greatest city in America, and this is what you're doing on a Friday night. No, 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 no. You should be ashamed of yourselves. The fact that you're here right now is the greatest disrespect to a culture, and I spent five years at Ole Miss. I know what I'm talking about. Counterpoint, you're here too, motherfucker. <laughs> Just paying that mortgage. George, uh, can we get our Georgia representative to introduce himself to the crowd? Hello, Atlanta. I'm Jeremy Adway from DogSports.com. How are you doing? And from, and from Georgia Tech, we have. Hey, I'm Josh Brundage. I'm a columnist for From the Rumble Seat. What's the good word? So we're going to play a little round of haters trivia. I'm going to go back and forth, asking you facts, most of which the answer is either Georgia or Georgia Tech. I like Bill better, so Georgia's going to go first. All right. God, I hate you so much. I love that. What school between Georgia and Georgia Tech has most recently had a Heisman Trophy finalist? It wasn't A.J. Green. 
What school has most recently had a Heisman Trophy finalist? That's so your S&P Plus helped you now, buddy. Yeah, I know. It's just, I don't have advanced stats for this. Uh, I'm going to say Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is correct. Wait, that was our question. Joe Hamilton in 1999. Yeah, no, we know that. Yeah, we that. Do you understand the idea of alternating sides? No, because I grew up a Georgia Southern fan, so it's basically like Georgia Tech, but you just become a cop afterwards. I love you, Dad. <laughs> All right, Georgia Tech side. Yes. Which team, Georgia or Georgia Tech, won an SEC title first? Oh. I'm assuming it's Georgia's how this thing is going. But it could be Tech. He's worried Ryan's tricking him right now. I'm not that smart. Deception. <laughs> I'm going rambling wreck from Georgia Tech. That is correct. Woo! Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech won the SEC in 1939. Georgia Tech, not, uh, Georgia rather, not until 1942. All right, for our Georgia side, which of these schools had a coach drive a steamroller onto the practice field as a motivational tactic? Georgia or Georgia Tech? Go dogs. That's correct. No. The poor man's Jackie Cheryl. All right, so... Because he didn't cut the nuts off of the steer. Oh, we got a state fan here. That's awesome. Y'all made it. Georgia Tech, you get, you get the follow-up to this. Did it work? Did, did driving the steamroller on the practice field work for Georgia? That's it, yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah, they beat unranked Mississippi State 47-0. Oh! <laughs> Klinga. All right, it's all tied up still. Smooth for Heisman. All right. <laughs> for our Georgia team, which team's fight song was sung by Richard Nixon and Nikita Khrushchev in 1959? Georgia, Georgia's, or Georgia Tech's? <laughs> Go dogs. It's Georgia Tech. Yeah. It was also sung in space. Yeah. In a movie, technically. But right. also in space. Still counts. Still counts. Georgia grads haven't been to space unless there's a massive propane accident. <laughs> I couldn't right. get in. For the Georgia Tech team, in 1927, one of these teams intentionally rested its starters for four weeks, including games against Vandy, LSU, and Auburn, just to keep them rested for the rivalry game, which they won. Yeah. Which team was it? Damn, that sounds like us. <laughs> you, are, confidence. you are correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Georgia, I'm going to give you a chance to tie if you can answer this question correctly. Mm, awesome. Which school, Georgia or Georgia Tech, has a losing record against Pitt? <laughs> Dan Marino can go right to hell. Oh! Wow! Everybody, everybody has a losing record to Pitts. I'm saying both. Because, it's Georgia. Because, because I'm a cheating ass Florida fan, I sandbagged to hear the answer is both. <laughs>
Yeah, another extremely full cast thing happened right here. This is uh, about the part where the equipment we were using to record the audio ran out of batteries. Good job, us. So there's a little bit that gets lost here, and I'm going to give you a little introduction to this next segment since it's lost to the ages. Uh, This is a new thing we tried for the show called Your Moment of Pit. The basic idea is that all of us have had a moment in life where we achieved something far beyond our capability and probably didn't repeat it after that. It might have just been one moment where you reached and touched the face of God and told him he had fantastic teeth. We solicited some of these from the audience ahead of time, and we're also sharing a few of our own personal moments of pit. This is from Zach. He wants to tell us about his most unpit moment, which is something so bad you're not even sure it happened, which is also somehow the most pit moment. Uh, In Zach's junior year at Texas, he finally got selected in the ticket lottery to see number 11 Texas, his beloved team, play number one Oklahoma in the Red River rivalry roundabout. Ruckus. Ruckus rich folks. Not only did he get selected for tickets, they were 50-yard line second row. Now, Zach and his buddy got offered $1,500 a piece for these tickets. And after much deliberation, passed on the offer and went to the game despite being broke college students. Think back to college and think about getting $3,000 and being like, I'll never work again. I've done the math, and I can live on Easy Mac forever. The result, Oklahoma wins 65 to 13. (laughs) We know, you paid to be here. 65 points, you know what that is? More. It's more. Again, not Matt Brown. <laughs> not Matt Brown, right? Matt Brown didn't do that. He did. If it was, then it wasn't. Yeah. You want to do a moment of pet? Um, I have an English education degree from a 13th grade commuter college. Shout out to Harry. And yet, I'm a full-time sports media member. So, I'm supposed to be a grocery manager at Publix. That is what I was put on earth to do. God made a mistake and I'm in front of y'all tonight. Don't let him know. Uh, We're gonna do one more audience uh, moment of pit and then we have a very good one from Holly. This is from another Zach. If your name is Zach, make some noise. Are we, are we in Utah? <laughs> no. Like, in, ni- in 1998, everybody was just like, we're giving up on naming. Wait, wait. We're that. not in Utah because none of these are Zach with a Q. If you're named after the Zach Brown band, make some noise. Yeah. All right. When Zach was a sophomore at the University of Tennessee, he was extremely hammered at the South Carolina football game, a Halloween game, despite, despite the fact that Uh, Tennessee was actually doing well, he realized his desire to have Crystal outweighed his desire to continue watching football. Relatable! Relatable! (laughs) 
<laughs> years so ago, the Lord said, I'd like to make Tennessee football fandom into a person, and Zach was born. <laughs> That's why I only eat some plates, hasn't touched the bowl in a while. So, so Zach walked from Neyland to Crystals in the pouring rain, ate a steamer pack alone, <laughs> and then it gets worse. <laughs> he decides to go home. How does he do so? He walks along a four-lane highway, then up a winding two-lane road in rain and darkness. The only reason Zach remembers this is due to the fact he stayed on the phone with his friend to ensure that, quote, Someone would call 911 when my ass gets run over. <laughs> Zach, after walking through a highway and a dark two-lane hilly road, gets to his apartment. Does he finish the drill again? He's a Tennessee fan, so no. His roommate found him half in his room, half in the living room. Laying on the floor. You crossed the plane, Zach. That's technically, you made it home. I just say that walking in the rain on a four-lane highway in the dark and the only safety precaution you take is being on the phone so somebody can hear when you're going to be murdered or killed and doing it alone. That's the most Tennessean thing I have ever heard in my life. I also like that if the coroner had had opened up Zach's belly, they would have found Crystal and been like, yeah. I think, I think we just expedited the process. <laughs> uh, Holly, do you have a moment of pit you'd like to share? I can attest for that being the most Tennessee fan shit ever because I heard him say he had a friend on the phone. I'm like, oh, you're good. <laughs> That's safe. Um, I swear I've talked about this before on the show, but none of the none of the guys seem to remember this. So I would like to turn back the clock to the weekend I graduated high school uh, and found myself shortly after graduation was on Thursday. This was on like a Sunday. Uh, hanging around with my boyfriend at the time, my brother, and some of his friends. It's Tennessee in the summer. There's nothing to do. You all, you all heard it, right? Thomas! Okay. Thomas! Okay. Thomas! Okay. I'll fight every goddamn one of y'all. She will. She will. Y'all better chill. Um, so there's an, uh, there's an under-construction Home Depot down the street from the house where we grew up. And at the moment, it's just like a concrete skeleton of a building, right? No doors, no nothing. And it's surrounded by red, upturned earth. And we're like, well, let's go mudding, right? <laughs> and I had a Jeep, because this is Tennessee. And... We, we took a several vehicle convoy driving inside the unfinished Home Depot and driving up and down the aisles and uh, my Jeep was white. And so we said, you know, okay, we gotta go to the car wash because it's, 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 you know, Texas orange at this point with all this mud. And we drive through the automatic car wash like three times, all three of the cars trying to get all the mud off. And on the third try, I'm like, I'm the king of the world and I'm gonna ghost ride this Jeep through the car wash. Y'all, like, like I don't know why I was working all the night either. Um, and I fell off 
like before it even got into the car wash, I fell off. It's incredibly slippery because you know, we've been driving. it's covered in soap and water. No shit. No shit. But what I'm saying is the ground is slippery too, like outside the entrance to the car wash because we keep driving these freshly. Because it's also back. covered in soap and water. Right. Right. Did I mention that I had just gotten my high school diploma? Uh, so I, it was like a horror movie situation occurred. I fell down off the back of the car between cars one and two and couldn't get up because the ground was so slippery. Because of the soap in the water! <laughs> you know, when like Florida knows a goddamn thing about soap. <laughs> The thought did occur that, hey, there's soap on the ground. Trust me. It, it occurred to me. Uh, and so I got to watch from a prone position on the ground as my buddy, not seeing me fall or thinking I was fucking around, it's never been made entirely clear, drove over my legs in his mom's Volvo, one of the old ones. Like one of the, it, it had enough steel to, you know, knock down the Berlin Wall. And... Zero broken bones, zero tendon damage, nothing but soft tissue injuries. Go balls. Go balls. Go, Go balls. balls. Um, I will never die. And that's why the important thing is about these moments of pit, nothing really bad happened to me, and that means I didn't have to learn anything from it. Um, Holly, I have one question. Yes, dear. Were you on the phone? Was I on the phone? Were you on the phone? Because no. if you were on the phone, it was totally safe. No, this was, this was, dude, this was 2000, no. Okay. No, pe see, people were there in person, oh. and that's my mistake. Ridiculously unsafe. Yeah, no. That's like the death in Final Destination that you're like, I get it. <laughs> you mean we weren't supposed to sit, look at Final Destination and take it as prescriptive? <laughs> Challenge that's, accepted. That's when death is playing on freshman difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 death, watch this. Yeah, it's like when somebody just like dies of, you know, like old age. You're like, field goal. Just <laughs> three-point margin, death was playing at home. I get it. It was rolling slowly, too, because it was a car wash, so I had plenty of time to scream and watch it go. <laughs> it was fantastic. Y'all, I'm fine. I'll show you the scar. You lived if, if the foreshadowing of Derek Dooley's tenure. <laughs> if you're sitting next to Holly tonight, give her a high five. She'll show you the scar. <laughs> yeah. She's going to come down from the rafters like Sting with a bat. <laughs> so this is the part where um, we say fuck you to everybody who's listening to this podcast. Yeah. Can we get the house lights up? Imagine thinking someone's listening to this podcast. Um, all right, so this is the part of the show where we did Q&A with the audience, and as we promised them, and as we promised you on this podcast previously, we're not releasing it. We want you to feel bad that you didn't show up, and who knows what wondrous secrets of the universe you missed out on. Uh, everyone who attended the podcast in person is probably rich and emotionally fulfilled. Are you? We also are probably going to try to do more live shows based on how well this one went. Uh, don't have any firm details right yet. Might do one in New York City, maybe D.C., maybe Texas. Obviously, the last remaining Popeye's buffet is certainly up for grabs. So just keep an eye out on the Twitter account uh, on this show when we have more details or if we're trying to figure out if people are interested in one location or another. We'll keep you all posted. But uh, thank you all again who came out, and hopefully we'll 
through the scanning. The audio can't be worse next time, right? He said stupidly. We want to just throw some playoff picks out there to yeah. end this. Yeah, no, uh, somebody outside of the somebody, top five. Yes, an interesting playoff pick. I'll go, pick, I'll go first. I'm going to pick uh, West Virginia. Simply for the reason that I want to see serious national media have to be like, Dana Holgerson. <laughs> Man of genius. Careful, considered grandmaster of chess. Also, all the chess pieces are filled with gin. Yeah, I'm going to take Washington because it'll be real confusing. That's why. I'll be like, they play in the Pac-12 and they're in the playoff. ESPN, sell that shit. Try it. And and Pac-12 fans will be like, that's happened before. We'll be like, you don't know what you're talking about. If you watch this game, we'll give you wellies and a fleece or whatever you Pacific (laughs) Northwestern people. Fuck, I don't know. Sell it. I, uh, I got to tell a real, real quick story to build up to my outside of the playoff pick. So, late 1990s, all right, me and my uh, loser high school friends, that like kind of like fearless white boy loser, where it's like, I'm going to be Johnny Knoxville when I grow up, all right? Like, we play like midnight paintball on the golf course, jump down the stairwell at church, during church, <laughs> that type of shit. Uh, you know, always crashing our boy's house, long, hilly, winding neighborhoods, like, you know, six cars deep at all times. That was the 90s. Gas cost 38 cents. I'm sorry about the weather today. It's pretty warm. Um, you know, six cars to Taco Bell and back, six cars to Walmart and back to steal a copy of Diablo 2. Uh, eventually, real. we realized these middle schoolers, these fucking middle schoolers, are setting up this goddamn skate park on a curve in our buddy's neighborhood, hilly, winding neighborhood. And we trying to be... We're upper high schools, all right? We're upper, upper high school is trying to be the responsible grown-ups. Like, hey, man, we're sick of driving around your goddamn skate park. Can y'all move it into the driveway, right? Um, and we're realizing, like, we're like the middle-aged old men now, you know? Um, so it's time for one last job, all right? Now know how that goes. <laughs> so here's the plan. Here's the entirety of the plan. We're going to wear, uh, uh, wear black clothes, camo clothes. We've got a Jeep. Meet at 1 a.m., all right? That's the plan, whole plan. We roll up, lights off to the skate park in the middle of the street. Uh, I hop out, tie a rope, tie a bullshit rope. I failed Boy Scouts. Tie a bullshit <laughs> rope to the, uh, to the half pipe. Uh, somebody else shoves over the big tall ramp. Kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. It's 1 a.m. Onto the half pipe, and we pick up the other fucking ramp and slam that down on top. So now we got, like, what, like 2,000 pounds of wood and metal. So it's like... All right, everybody, pile back in. Hold on to the rope with your bare hands. Skin, the strongest part of the body. Bare hands. We had the sense to wrap it around a post, but hold on, bare hands. Um, Now, we could have, like, tested the weight, crept into into first gear and then into second gear, or we could have fucking floored it. We chose the latter. Again, there was no plan. Uh, So we're... There's like, it sounds like gravel in a goddamn blender. Uh, sparks are flying. We're laughing and screaming. This is wonderful fun. Uh, we're like swerving through this, again, hilly, winding neighborhood. The, it's like the bank vault scene in Fast and Furious. Like this clattering pile of wood is like chasing us and like barely missing mailboxes and trees and like whole neighborhoods awake and like we're the heroes the neighborhood deserves. There's still no plan, but in a vision it comes to us, all right? Into the neighborhood, there is, you can, there's a, a, 
four-lane road, and then there's a ditch on the other side. All right? We are going to take a hard cut. <laughs> we're going to time it perfectly. <laughs> and we're going to let that shit go. Let me tell you what happened, all right? <laughs> not, not that. Any observer who was watching that night, say there was someone uh, walking down the street from the other side, what they saw was an entire fucking skate park walk four lanes across the road and jump straight in the goddamn ditch. As far as I know, it's still there. This shit worked perfectly. Now, <laughs> real quick, real quick, Atlanta. Welcome to Atlanta Remix, Jermaine Dupree. Where do you go after the after party? Waffle House. That's where we took our asses. Real quick, which head coach is famous for celebrating bullshit wins he pulled out of his ass by going to Waffle House? Did I hear a war eagle? Auburn's going to win the football game. All right, uh, we're going to get you out of here on some free shit because that's a, <laughs> you deserve a reward for sitting through this. Um, okay, I got some raffle tickets in here. I do not know what we're raffling off. Uh, but what I do know is that we're going to have two lucky winners. So I want everyone uh, to make some noise per number we get yelled out that you have, and then we're going to whittle it down to the last person screaming because they have the last number. All right, 278. Five. My money's on this guy over here. Seven. Yes! <laughs> All right, last ticket. Uh, two, seven, eight. By accepting this doormat, you legally consent to any police search of your home. <laughs> I think it actually means Spencer can sleep in your fridge. <laughs> Just like Indiana Jones! That's not canon. Uh, so did we... Did we finish on time? Did we finish on time? Did we, did we run long? Did this thing come up short or did it come up long? A little bit short. No, a little bit short? Because if this thing, because if this thing comes up short, he can field it and run it out. All right, here we go. 56 yarder. It's got, no, it does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. There goes Davis. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. We're not going to keep him off the field tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you to everybody at the Nation. Thank you for coming here. Thank you, Atlanta. Thank you. Enjoy the season and good night.
kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.